Welcome to another episode of Small Town Scuttlebutt. This is episode 62. We're going to talk about Boston Marathon a little bit. It happened in the fall. Usually that's a spring thing. What's up with that? What do we think of it? Well, we're going to break that down. And then we're going to talk about pumpkins and the people that pick them. Okay? I think that sounds terrific, don't you? Yes, you do. Nod your head. Thank you. Okay. We are hanging. And let's give a quick shout out to our sponsors, ParkStreetBooks.com, Mario's Lawn Care, Larkin's Liquors, Royal Pizza, and Perez Martial Arts. Small Town Scuttlebots. Hey, Scuttlebuds. How you doing? Today's show is just going to be filled with a lot of tension, and I like those kind of shows. No. You're on edge right now, Rick. You're on no, edge. I'm not. Oh, yeah. yeah well, I you're, th- trying, you're trying to be a cool guy, and you can't be, and I like that because I'm going to poke the bear today. Oh, if you guys... <laughs> okay, okay. Well, let's-, let's get into this. You guys, it's Monday. It's a holiday that we did not realize was a holiday, and here we are. Yeah, let's I go. drove down to Medfield for this. Yes, yes. And you tried to cut through Wellesley. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. If you try to get off uh, to go Route 16 through Wellesley on Marathon Monday, uh, they will mm-hmm. let you on, on, on onto the off-ramp, but then you will be immediately redirected onto the on-ramp right back onto The highs and lows of commuting. Yeah. Right? As soon as I got off the exit, I went, I'm an idiot. I was actually just reading in the paper this weekend uh, in our Hometown Weekly, Look at that. I'm giving a plug for somebody who's not a sponsor. Uh, or they, an actual newspaper, but go ahead. <laughs> that they listed <laughs> they listed the runners from like Dover and Westwood and, and Medfield. Mm-hmm. And if you're not from this area, those are basically just the other small towns that surround us. And I got a little competitive. I, I started counting. You know what I mean? I started counting. How many Medfield marathoners do we have? Uh, if I remember correctly, maybe a dozen, maybe 13. And mm. I, I think there was a husband and wife one. Well, there is the same last name and I always assume you just like make the snapshot I'm like well there it is it's a it's a husband and wife in a stable marriage with like a workout routine and they've got it together not like me and my husband who the only thing we do is we go to Shaw's together and that's like a marriage marital struggle yeah Yeah, well you guys are doing that together and your your marriage is better for it right okay um no (laughs) this this couple that's like you know, Todd and Margo doing the running with their mm-hmm. sweatsuits and stuff. There's other things going on. There's always got to be someone at home with the kids. So they are not running together. They're going tandem, like your turn, my turn. They're never hanging out. The last three months, the last 12 weeks of training that's typically required for a marathon, mm-hmm. they've not seen each other. Just two ships in the night. Well, you're assuming that they so have it's a bad kids at home, that maybe they just have dogs. So you're like, my backstory on Todd and Margot is very different than your backstory on Todd and Margot. Rick is referencing a specific Todd and Margot. Right, but, but you just oh, moved. Yes, oh, but you, you just moved. No, that's why oh. I jumped in, though, because I knew she wasn't no, realizing. No, I thought you meant that. I actually like those names. That I'm jealous of Todd and Margot's marriage because they seem to have a workout routine and a stable marriage. Why don't you just go hang out with Jeff down in the Rock Hard Gym? I do, and he asks me to leave. <laughs> How does Jeff get you to leave? Does he do a passive-aggressive, hi, can I help you? With uh, a big, giant, toothy grin? I'll come down the stairs because you can hear me coming down, and then I go, what? <laughs> <laughs> because, as we've mentioned before, I don't think it's because I aggravate him. I think I'm quite entertaining and a really good active listener. 
I think it's because of what he's watching. Like he watched Kissing Booth three. <laughs> like, did you even know there was a Kissing Booth one or two? I didn't even know what. What is that? Let's. It's okay. it's a teenage rom com done badly. We we started with Boston Marathon, <laughs> and now we're talking about Kissing Booth three. We're still on Boston Marathon. We're talking yeah, about Todd and Margo. To let's go back here. So Boston Marathon right now. What are our thoughts? A ton of mm-hmm. money is raised for cancer research and helping kids with cancer. I have no qualms with that. Absolutely. I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. However, if you're not running the Boston Marathon and you have nothing to do with the Jimmy Fund and you're still one of these people that gets really excited about the Boston Marathon, I have nothing in common with you. I don't <laughs> get it. I don't understand the excitement about the marathon mm-hmm. if you're not running it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. On that. my daily commute, there's a guy that I pass every day. He's got the 26.2 magnet, which, by the this. way, nobody cares. Any any bumper sticker, I don't care about your views. Why can't you just coexist? Right. Uh, this guy's got the 26.2, but then right underneath it, he has the 13.1. Mm-hmm. Now, Progress. If, but all you have done at a 13.1 is you've half-assed a marathon. If you've already run the 26.2, why would you still advertise that you ran a half marathon? Nobody cares. That's not impressive. It's maybe, wait, maybe you've got the backstory wrong. There might be two passengers. What is this, like a four-person car or something or five? Like, it could be his wife who did 13.1, and he's like, really? Really? Let me show you. Yeah, no. this guy's a jerk. Right. I just want you to know, just reminding you subtly, look at the bumper. There's a pecking order. I'm on top. I agree. Like I, the the twenty six point two. I don't really have a lot of opinions about the Boston Marathon, but the twenty six point two I felt was somewhat of a brag. You know, like I do the seven minute workout. I've mm-hmm. done it once, mm-hmm. seven seven days mm-hmm. consistently. Seven. It's not on the back of my car. I actually have, and this is true, and this is digressing, and you might probably want to edit this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I have um I have a uh, facial exercise thing like and what and it did come and came in as a, a dvd but it also came um for a workout in the car <laughs> so when you're driving <laughs> like you can do like this facial exercises is this a real program this is a real program it's called facer size and um it, if you think about it your face is full of muscles and so what's a what's a better time i know you're googling this to yeah. fact check it it Get is a this. real thing facer size it's a real thing but they also have like a at-home workout and a workout in the car and i thought <laughs> Uh, I used to do it. I got to pull up to you at a red light while you're exactly. in mid-facer size. This person is shocked. I think she's having a stroke. What's going on? What is no, wrong with her? No, what I'm doing, I'm working on my jowls right now. Okay, so just as the quarterback here of this team, I got to like keep it moving, right? We got a game plan. We got the Perez Martial Arts whiteboard that's mapped out the show. And uh-huh. uh, Kissing Booth 3 wasn't on there. Facer size wasn't on there, but that's okay because tangents are kind of like where the magic happens. However, time keeps on ticking. We got to move on. So this show, we call it Pumpkins and People Watching. I did a little, got involved in a little both over the weekend. I have good news and bad news. The good news is we got great pumpkins and we're going to carve them later today as a family. Looking forward to that. Mm Mm-hmm. The bad news is when I went to Tangerini's farm in Millis, Massachusetts, Mm -hmm. everyone was cool as a cucumber. If I I saw flannel, it was not a poser. That was a four-year-old, well-worn flannel. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were saying like a four-year-old wearing a flannel. No, no. His parents chose that. No, the the, the flannel was not 
bought online last week for this day. I feel like you built this whole thing up to be like, and nothing happened. Nothing really. It's like you're the weather guy. (laughs) You know what I was Do you know what it's like when you're like, I can't wait. I can't wait to go to the circus and look at all the weirdos. And then you get there and it's just a bunch of normal people. Oh yeah, I'm like that at Six Flags. I'm like that that at Six Flags. Yeah, Absolutely. I was at the Topsfield Fair uh, two weeks ago. Yep, major people watching there. Fairs. You feel real good. Oh yeah. You feel real good about yourself when you leave there. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then you don't because you go home and you realize after you come off that high of knowing that you're better than all 2,000 people you just caught a, a glimpse of or crossed paths with, then you start realizing how much of an asshole you are because you judged everybody and you project never, yourself I've as better. No, I think what blow. you're saying no? is afterwards you go home and you remember, I really am better than everybody. Right. That's the feeling right. when you leave. That's the whole point of I walk watching. around going, how do, you, how do you go about life presenting yourself? As you are right now, yeah. this is you. You come from a different place. Yeah. Well, because but that's I, right. That's when everybody's coming together, right? So, like, when you're in your place and you're like, "This is normal. This is good. I'm mm-hmm. actually doing great." And then when you get together with other people and you start comparing it, that that's what happens. So. When when you see your when you're judging, right? Because that's what you're doing, Mike. Mm-hmm. You're being an evil man, judging yourself as better. What what are I'm some? I'm not of the, judging myself. As what better. are some of the categories? Usually, I'm judging. The, uh, someone that, else as less. Yes, but you're the bar, yeah. and you're finding everyone below it. Yeah, right. Now, not everyone. No, not everybody. No, no. no. But the but bi- walking around the Topsfield Fair, I will say, if you want to feel better about yourself, that's a good spot. Mm-hmm. It costs you fifty-five dollars for you and another person to walk through the doors, but once you're in, you're gonna feel pretty good about yourself. It's a it's a cheap form of therapy. Yeah. My top thing that I uh, that I judge people on is mm-hmm. um, their patience with their kids, because if they have like a little less patience than I do, I'm like, well, <laughs> you better check yourself. You know what I mean? Nowadays, yeah. if a parent snaps at their kid in public, it's it's a scene. Yeah. It's like it makes everyone uncomfortable. No, if it I doesn't make a, me feel uncomfortable. It makes me feel like I really I'm doing well. Oh, Why do my when kids I see complaining a, about when it? I see a parent like lose their shit on their kid oh yeah i don't like that i'm like really dude like it's at the fair like we're all standing in line to get on the ferris wheel you had to this was the time and place to rectify that problem that clearly has been going on this whole kid's life let's go back to pumpkins and your people watching well that the show was supposed to be about that and (laughs) i went out to get research Uh and i'm looking i'm looking really hard where are these people you Mm -hmm. know where's the the high net worth trophy wife walking around Pretending that she doesn't know she's really hot with the... Like the fake construction boots on? I think Uggs. Okay. Uggs. No, a lot of times they're the like near, Ooh, the near knee-high, knee-high leather. brown leather. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Uh, Han Solo boot. Yeah. Oh, Han Solo. That's right. I was afraid I wouldn't be able to contribute to this portion of the show because in my marriage we have a compromise. Jeff does not like to purchase pumpkins before, like maybe seven days before Mm. Halloween because he doesn't want them to rot or become food um, for animals. So this is something that we've had to compromise on. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I like that. That's the line with that. Your point about um, the right time to buy pumpkins. Right. We just bought them. It's 75 degree weather all week long. These things aren't going to make it to the end of the week before they start getting mushy. Did you cut them up already? No, we're going to do that later. See, that's that's good that you didn't. But we're doing that like today. Like that's on the schedule of things. You can't can't wait until like a week or so because that will preserve them. What I like to do is a three-dimensional carve of the pumpkin. 
So rather than cut the hole in the top of the pumpkin first to make the lid, mm-hmm. and then you're extracting things, like cutting a, an actual hole for the eye and a hole for the mouth and all mm-hmm. that, I'll do a three-dimensional carving where you're like whittling the pumpkin into something. Mm. And then pumpkins and all squash, so you can also do this with butternut squash, they have this really cool thing where they start to, it's almost like they're sweating as you're as you're carving them. And they're releasing these little droplets of liquid. And that hardens like a scab. And it's the pumpkin's way of protecting itself if it gets a scratch or whatever. So what ends up happening is it becomes almost woody by like a day or two later. And now your pumpkin is protected from the elements. Do you plan out um, your pumpkin carvings, Mike? You, you mean like what I'm going to carve? Yes. No, well, I usually just kind of go with the shape of the pumpkin and what kind of face do I oh, think it really? should be making. Oh. But I, the best thing to carve is actually butternut squash. Uh, because anybody can tell you butternut squash is a garbage vegetable. You don't actually want to eat butternut squash. I love but butternut squash. But they're perfect squash. for carving. No. Same goes with acorn squash and sweet potatoes. Don't eat them, but they're great for carving. You've never had sweet potato fries? I hate sweet potato no. fries. I love no, those sweet are potatoes. Good. I love butternut mm-hmm. squash. At a restaurant, when they say, do you want fries with that? I always ask, are they sweet potato? And if they say yes, I say, well, then no. And if they say no, I say, then great, I will have some fries. Thanks for clarifying what you say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate sweet potato fries. Okay. Um, point taken, but anybody would tell I like how you make declarative statements like, anybody will tell you that butternut squash is trash. No, anybody wouldn't tell me that because I prefer butternut squash. Well, you're hanging out with the wrong crowd. Yeah. That, honestly, that's the one thing that, that's like the thing that I drop in to be like, I'm a good person, you know? So that's pumpkins. Did you guys want to say anything else about pumpkins? Um, I think we said a lot about pumpkins. Yeah, I think we did too. Yeah. Okay, let's go to a break. Uh, here, we'll give you an ad about the show, and then we'll come back, okay? Let me ask you a few questions. Do you like live entertainment? Do you like getting out of the house and leaving your kids behind with a babysitter or a television set? Well, we've got good news for you. We are emerging from the basement studio and we're gonna do a show in front of a live audience at the Ice House at the Kingsbury Club on October 28th. I'll be there with Mike Page and Kathy Ferris, of course, and we'll also have some special guests. How about Jim James? He's going to do some stand-up comedy. And Rolando Perez, he is going to karate chop and destroy a big giant stable object. There'll be laughs, there'll be games, there'll even be some prizes. And we'll be interactive too. This would be a great time to meet you and also hear from you. You want to ask us questions? Have questions about the show? You want a hot take on something? This is the show where that's all going to happen. So how much does something like this cost? $300? $400? No. This is small town scuttlebutt. We're not doing it to get rich. We are only going to charge you 15 measly dollars. It's small town scuttlebutt on ice at the Ice House, October 28th at 7.30. Go to our Instagram page. We'll have the poster there and all the details for you. Hope we see you at the show. Rick mentioned earlier how there's never any good, uh, how there was no good people watching at Tangerini's farm this week when he went to pick out a pumpkin. However, if you live in Illinois, you might have gotten a real treat uh, because some folks there were uh, at a pumpkin farm when two zebras escaped the pumpkin patch. Now, you're probably wondering, I'm sorry, 
there were zebras in the pumpkin patch and then they escaped? Yes. This place, uh, Pingree Grove Pumpkin Farm in Illinois, uh, has indoor zebras, as in they're held captive inside, uh, and they broke out and went, led police officers on a two-hour zebra hunt before they were captured again. I'd like to go on a zebra hunt. They look like zebras. They got stripes, one person can be heard saying in the footage. <laughs> it's just like that gum. Fruit stripes. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of exciting, though. Are, the, are zebras aggressive? Were they worried about... Well, I think it was more their concern that the zebras are just going to get hit by a car. But I'm thinking of it from the zebra's point of view because they uh, escaped near Route 47 and crossed over Route 47 several times. Uh, they were in a northwest Chicago suburb. They're wandering through farm fields. They were probably thinking, oh, my God, we've done it. We're back on the savannah. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is incredible. And then they're being chased by police cars. Uh, on all-terrain vehicles. I'm reading this article. This is this caught my eye. Two local residents, Carrie and Jason Shriver, spoke with Fox News about witnessing the zebras on the loose. They explained that they were driving to Walmart when they saw something running through the fields. When they decided to follow the animals, they quickly realized they weren't looking at horses. When the animals (laughs) finally crossed the street in front of them, they were able to identify them as zebras. I read that word for word. I would love to sit down for a cup of coffee with Carrie and Jason and just pick their brains. Wow. Right. You Wait, you were able to identify those four-legged hooved beasts as zebras from only a car hood's length away? Look Remarkable. Away, Look what, away. Remarkable. What I, what I love is you know that the Shrivers got to Walmart and were like, folks, <laughs> gather round. Have we got a tale to tell you? Mm-hmm. There's, there's zebras running around. I, I would have like, if it was just a car hood away, where's the video, Carrie? You know, like both of you weren't driving. One of you could have just like, I wanted to see one with like half her thumb on it and just seeing like the the hooves of a of a zebra, you know. I'm sorry, the what? Hooves. That's not how you say that word. How do you say it? Hooves. Break <laughs> the tie. Is it hooves or hooves? We have to have standards here. On we're not digressing at all. Yeah. Here. Continue. Oh yeah. Passing. Oh we're yeah. Like like okay. All I'm saying is Kiss that when I, three. all I'm saying that when <laughs> I go out for an adventure to Walmart and I'm going down 27, uh, I would love to see you know a zebra escaping. You know, I mean that that would like make my day. And that probably be the only reason I would make the news is being mm-hmm. interviewed about a zebra about spotting. About being a spectator. About being, <laughs> right, like, I couldn't believe it. I thought it was a horse. <laughs> I see horses here all the time. I was out in California, and uh, someone told me that by Hearst Castle, there's uh, released into the wild zebras, and now there's a wild zebra population. Where really? is this? Around Hearst Castle, California. Mid-coast, kind of. Oh. Do they have an In-N-Out burger there? No, they Um. don't. They don't. Then I'm not interested. They're not going. (laughs) Parrots. Have you ever been to a city in the United States and realized that there's parrots? Like, I was in San Francisco. Went for a morning photography jaunt. It's like 5.30. And I just hear weird chirping. (laughs) That is... I look up in a tree filled with colorful parrots. Kathy, have you ever heard a whiter sentence in your life than <laughs> I was in San Francisco jaunt. on a morning <laughs> photography jaunt and I found parrots? <laughs> I, but you know what? I'm glad he owned it. It wasn't a walk or a run. 
Right. You know, right. and I didn't Or an talk outing. It. <laughs> it was a jaunt. So the zebras made the news. Nothing about the pumpkin patch except for the fact that they escaped from the pumpkin patch. No, the pumpkin patch didn't make it. But I don't even know why you had it on our thing today where you're like, we're going to talk about pumpkin patches and people watching. Although there's nothing to report here. Mike, you want to get us out of here? All right. What did we learn today? Well, we talked a little bit about zebras escaping the pumpkin patch. Apparently, Tangerini's farm was both it was disappointing for both Rick and me on two separate visits over two separate weekends. Not great people watching. Uh, terrible lines. No thank you. But still, support your local farms. Also, uh, we learned a little bit about Kathy's new facer size program. It's not actually hers, it's Carol's, but we are all getting on board on this facer size program. Wait until you see our new jacked faces in just a few short weeks. <laughs> We're going to be ripped. And uh, that's about it. Oh, the Boston Marathon, we could do without it. Uh, but if you ran it, congratulations. We're very proud of you. Although the Chicago Marathon's happening the same weekend, so that's disappointing for you Boston folks. Uh, and uh, have a great week, everybody. 